the ramayana by valmiki translated by ralph t h griffith this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org the present recording is by raju from burlison texas ramina45 at hotmail.com cantos 8 to 11 of the ramayana canto 8 sumantra's speech but splendid just and great of mind the childless king for offspring pined no son had he is named to grace transmitter of his royal race long had his anxious bosom wrought and as he pondered rose the thought a votive steed twere good to slay so might a son the gift repay before his lords his plan he laid and bade them with their wisdom aid then with these words sumantra best of royal counselors addressed hither vasishta at their head let all my priestly gates be led to him sumantra made reply here sire a tale of days gone by to many a sage in time of old sanat kumar the saint foretold how from thine ancient line o king a son when years came round bring here dwells it was thus the seer began of kashyap's race a holy man vibantak named to him shall spring a son the famous rishyas ring bred with the deer that round him roam the wood shall be that hermit's home to him no mortal shall be known except his holy sire alone still by those laws shall he abide which lives of youthful brahman's guide obedient to the strictest rule that forms the young ascetic school and all the wandering world shall hear of his stern life and penance drear is care to nurse the holy fire and do the bidding of his sire then seated on the anga's throne shall lomapad to fame be known but folly wrought by that great king a plague upon the land shall bring no rain for many a year shall fall and grievous drought shall ruin all the troubled king with many a prayer shall bid the priest some cure declare the lore of heaven it's yours to know nor are ye blind to things below declare o holy man the way this plague to expiate and stay those best of brahmans shall reply by every art o monarch try hither to bring vibandak's child persuaded captured or beguiled and when the boy is hither led to him thy daughter duly wed but how to bring that wondrous boy his troubled thoughts will long employ and hopeless to achieve the task he counsel of his lords will ask and bid his priests and servants bring with honor saintly rishyas ring but when they hear the monarch speech all these their master will beseech with trembling hearts and looks of woe to spare them for their fear to go and many a plan will they declare and crafty plots will frame and promise fair to show him there unforced with none to blame on every word his lord shall say the king will meditate and on the third returning day recall them to debate then this shall be the plan agreed that damsels shall be sent attired in holy hermit's weed and skilled in blandishment that day the hermit may beguile with every art and amorous wile whose use they knew so well and by their witchery seduce the unsuspecting young recluse to leave his father's cell then when the boy with willing feet shall wander from his calm retreat and in that city stand the troubles of the king shall end and streams of blessed rain descend 
upon the thirsty land. Thus shall the holy Rishis ring to Lomapad the mighty king, by wedlock be allied for Santa fairest of the fair. In mind and grace beyond compare shall be his royal bride, he at the offering of the steed, the flames with holy oil shall feed. And for King Dasaratha again, sons whom his prayers have begged in vain, I have repeated, sire, thus far, the words of old Sanat Kumar. In order as he spoke them then, amid the crowd of holy men, then Dasaratha cried with joy, Say how they brought the hermit boy. End of Canto 8 Canto 9 Precious Ring The wise Sumantra thus addressed, unfolded at the king's behest, the plan the lords in council laid to draw the hermit from the shade. The priest amid the lordly crowd to Lamapad thus spoke aloud, Here, king, the plot our thoughts have framed, a harmless trick by all unblamed. Far from the world that hermit's child lives lonely in the distant wild, a stranger to the joys of sense, his bliss is pain and abstinence. And all unknown are women yet, to him a holy anchorette. The gentle passions we will wake, that with resistless influence shake. The hearts of men and he, drawn by enchantment strong and sweet, shall follow from his lone retreat, and come and visit thee. Let ships be formed with utmost care, that artificial trees may bear, and sweet fruit deftly made. Let goodly ramiant rich and rare, and flowers and many a bird be there, beneath the leafy shade. Upon the ships thus decked a band, of young and lovely girls shall stand, rich in each charm that wakes desire, and eyes that burn with amorous fire. Well skilled to sing and play and dance, and ply their trade with smile and glance, let these attired in hermit's dress betake them to the wilderness, and bring the boy of life austere, a voluntary captive here. He ended, and the king agreed, by the priest's council won, and all the ministers took heed to see his bidding done. In ships with wondrous art prepared, away the lovely women fared, and soon beneath the shade they stood of the wild, lonely, dreary wood. And there the leafy cot they found, where dwelt the devotee, and looked with eager eyes around the hermit's son to see. Still of Ibandak's sore afraid, they hid behind the creeper's shade, but when by careful watch they knew the elder saint was far from view, with bolder steps they ventured nigh to catch the youthful hermit's eye. Then all the damsels, blithe and gay, at various games began to play. They tossed the flying ball about with dance and song and merry shout, and moved their scented tresses bound with wreaths in macy motion round. Some girls, as if by love possessed, sang to the earth in feigned unrest, upstarting quickly to pursue their intermittent game anew. It was a lovely sight to see those fair ones as they played, while fragrant robes were floating free, and bracelets clashing in their glee, a present tinkling made. The anklets chimed the coils, with music filled with plays, as twert some city in the sky which heavenly minstrels grace. With each voluptuous art they strove to win the tenant of the grove, and with their graceful forms inspire his modest soul with soft desire. With arch of brow, with beck and smile, with every passion waking, while of glance and lotus hand, with all enticements that excite the longing for unknown delight, which boys in vain withstand. 
Forth came the hermit's son to view the wondrous sight to him so new, and gazed in rapt surprise, far from his natal hour till then, on women or the sons of men, he never had cast his eyes. He saw them with their waist so slim, with fairest shape and faultless limb, in variegated robes arrayed, and sweetly singing as they played. Near and more near the hermit drew, and watched them at their game, and stronger still the impulse grew, to question whence they came. They marked the young ascetic gaze, with curious eye and wild amaze, and sweet the long-eyed damsel sang, and shrill their merry laughter rang. Then came they nearer to his side, and languishing with passion cried, Who son, O youth, and who art thou? Come suddenly to join us now. And why dost thou all lonely dwell in the wild wood? We pray thee tell, we wish to know thee, gentle youth, Come tell us, if thou wilt, the truth. He gazed upon the sight he never had seen before of girls so far, and out of love a longing rose, his sire and lineage to disclose. My father, thus he may reply, is Kasyap's son, a sign most high, Vibantak styled, from him I came, and ring he calls my name. Our hermit cot is near this place, come thither, O ye fair of face, there be it mine with honour due, ye gentle youths, to welcome you. They heard his speech and gave consent, and gladly to his cottage went. Vibandak's son received them well, beneath the shelter of his cell, with guest gift water for their feet, and woodland fruit and roots to eat. They smiled and spoke sweet words like these, delighted with his courtesies. We too have goodly fruit in store, grown on the trees that shade our door, Come, if thou wilt, kind hermit, haste, the produce of our grove to taste, and let, O good ascetic, first, this holy water quench thy thirst. They spoke, and they gave him comfort sweet, prepared ripe fruits to counterfeit, and many a dainty cake beside, and Lucius' mead their store supplied, the seeming fruits in taste and look the unsuspecting hermit took, for strange to him their form beguiled, the dweller in the lonely wild. Then round his neck fair arms were flung, and there the laughing damsels clung, and pressing nearer and more near, with sweet lips whispered at his ear, while rounded limb and swelling breast the youthful hermit softly pressed, the pleasing charm of that strange bowl, the touch of a tender limb, o'er his yielding spirit stole, and sweetly vanquished him. But vows, they said, must now be paid. They bade the boy farewell, and of the aged saint affright, prepared to leave the dell. With ready guile, they told him where their hermit dwelling lay, then lest the sire should find them there, sped by wild paths away. They fled and left him there alone, by longing love possessed, and with a heart no more his own, he roamed about distressed. The aged saint came home to find the hermit boy distraught, revolving in his troubled mind on solitary thought. Why dost thou not, my son, he cried, Thy due obeisance pay, why do I see in the tide of whelming thought today? A devotee should never wear a mien so sad and strange. Come quickly, dearest child, declare the reason of the change. And Rishyasring, when questioned thus, made answer in this wise, O sir, there came to visitors some men with lovely eyes. About my neck soft arms they wound, and kept me tightly held. The tender breast so soft and round, that strangely heaved and swelled. 
they sing more sweetly as they dance than ever i heard till now and play with many a sidelong glance and arching of the brow my son said he thus giants roam where holy hermits are and wander round their peaceful home their rights austere to mar i charge thee thou must never lay thy trust in them dear boy they seek thee only to betray and woo but to destroy thus having warned him of his foes that night at home he spent and when the morrow sun arose forth to the forest went but rishyas ring with eager pace sped forth and hurried to the place where he those visitants had seen of daintly waist and charming mane when from afar they saw the son of saint vibantak toward them run to meet the hermit boy they hide and hailed him with a smile and cried o come we pray dear lord behold our lovely home of which we told do honor there to thee we will pay and speed thee on thy homeward way pleased with the gracious words they said he followed where the damsel sled as with his gaze his steps he bent that brahman high of worth a flood of rain from heaven was sent that gladdened all the earth vibandak took his homeward road and wearied by the heavy load of roots and woodland fruit he bore entered at last his cottage door fain for his son he looked around but desolate the cell he found he stayed not then to bathe his feet though fainting with the toil and heat but hurried forth and roamed about calling the boy with cry and shout he searched the wood but all in vain now tidings of his son could gain one day beyond the forest bound the wandering saint a village found and asked the swains and nethers there who owned the land so rich and fair with all the hamlets of the plain and herds of kine and fields of grain they listened to the hermit's words and all the guardians of the herds with suppliant hands together pressed this answer to the saint address the angas lord who bears the name of lomapad renowned by fame bestowed these hamlets with their kind and all their riches as a sign of grace on rishyas ring and he vibandak son is said to be the hermit with exulting breast the mighty will of fate confessed by meditations i discern and cheerful to his home returned a stately ship at early morn the hermit son away had borne loud roared the clouds as on his sped the sky grew blacker overhead till as he reached the royal town a mighty flood of rain came down by the great rain the monarch's mind the coming of his guest divined to meet the honored youth he went and low to earth his head he bent with his own priest to lead the train he gave the gift high guests obtained and sought with all who dwelt within the city walls his grace to win he fed him with the daintiest fare he served him with unceasing care and ministered with anxious eyes lest anger in his breast should rise and gave to the brahman's bride his own fair daughter lotus eyed thus loved and honored by the king the glorious brahman rishyas ring passed in that royal town his life with santas his beloved wife end of canto 9 canto 10 rishyas ring invited again o best of kings give ear my saving words attentive hear and listen to the tale of old by that illustrious brahman told of famed ikshvaku's line shall spring twas thus he spoke a pious king named dasaratha good and great truth is word and fortunate 
he with the august mighty lord shall ever live in sweet accord and his a daughter fair shall be santa of happy destiny but lomapath the angas chief still pining in his childless grief to dasaratha thus shall say give me thy daughter friend i pray thy santa of the tranquil mind the noblest one of womankind the father swift to feel for woe shall on his friend his child bestow and he shall take her and depart to his own town with joyous heart the maiden home in triumph led to rishyas ring the king shall wed and he with loving joy and pride shall take her for his honored bride and dasaratha to her right the best of brahmans shall invite with supplicating prayer to celebrate the sacrifice to win him sons and paradise that he will fain prepare from him the lord of men at length the boon he seeks shall gain and see four sons of boundless strength his royal line maintain thus did the godlike saint of old the will of fate declare and all that should befall unfold amid the sages there o prince supreme of men go thou consult thy holy gate and win to aid thee in thy vow this brahmans to thy side sumantra's counsel wise and good king dasaratha heard then by vasishta's side he stood and thus with him conferred sumantra counsels thus do thou my priestly gate the plan allow vasishta gave his glad consent and forth the happy monarch went with lords and servants on the road that led to rishyas rings abode forests and rivers duly passed he reached the distant town at last of lomapath's the angas king and entered it with welcoming on through the crowded streets he came and radiant as the kindled flame he saw within the monarch's house the hermit's son most glorious there lomapath with joyful breast to him all honor paid for friendship for his royal guest his faithful bosom swayed thus entertained with utmost care seven days or eight he tarried there and then that bespent thus broke his purpose to the king and spoke o king of men mine ancient friend thus the sarda prayed thy santa with her husband send my sacrifice to aid said he who ruled the angas e and his consent vason and then at once he turned away to warm the hermit's son he told him of their ties beyond their old affections faithful bond this king he said from days of old a well beloved friend i hold to me this pearl of dames he gave from childless woe mine age to save the daughter whom he loved so much moved by compassion's gentle touch in him thy santa's father see as i am even so he see for sons childless monarch yearns to thee alone for help he turns go thou the sacred right ordain to win the sons he prays to gain go with thy wife thy sucker lend and give his vows a blissful end the hermit son with quick accord obeyed the angas mighty lord and with fair santa at his side to the sarta city hide each king with suppliant hands appealed gazed on the other's face and then by mutual love impelled met in a close embrace then the sarta's thoughtful care before he parted thence bade trusty servants homeward bear the glad intelligence let all the town be bright and gay with burning incense sweet let banners wave and water lay the dust in every street glad were the citizens to learn the tidings of their lord's return and through the city every man obediently his task began and far and bright ayodhya showed as following his guest he rode through the full streets where shell and drum proclaimed aloud the king was come 
and all the people with delight kept gazing on their king attended by that youth so bright the glorious rishyas ring when to his home the king had brought the hermit's saintly son he deemed that all his task was wrought and all he prayed for one and lords who saw that stranger dame so beautiful to view rejoiced within their hearts and came and paid her honor too there rishyas ring passed blissful days graced like the king with love and praise and shone in glorious light with her sweet santa for his minister as brahma's son vasishta he who wedded saint arundhati end of canto 10 canto 11 the sacrifice decreed the dewy season came and went the spring returned again then would the king with mind intent his sacrifice ordain he came to rishyas ring and bowed to him of look divine and bade him aid his offering vowed for heirs to save his line nor would the youth his aid deny he spake the monarch fair and prayed him for that right so high all requisites prepare the king to wise sumantra cried who stood a ready near go summon quick each holy gate to counsel and to hear obedient to his lord's behest away sumantra sped and brought vasishta and the rest in scripture deeply read swayjana vamadeva came javali kashyap son and old vasishta dear to fame obedient every one king dasaratha met them there and duly honored each and spoke in pleasant verses fair and salutary speech in childless longing doomed to pine no happiness o lords is mine so have i for this cause decreed to slay the sacrificial steed fain would i pay that offering high wherein the horse is doomed to die with rishyas ring his aid to lend and with your glory to befriend with loud applause each holy man received his speech approved the plan and by the wise vasishta led gave praises to the king and said the sons thou cravest shalt thou see of fairest glory born to thee whose holy feelings bid thee take this righteous course for offspring's sake cheered by the ready praise of those whose aid he sought his spirits rose and thus the king his speech renewed with looks of joy and gratitude let what the coming rites require be ready as the priest desire and let the hearts ordain to bleed with fitting god and priest be freed yonder on sarju's northern side the sacrificial ground provide and let the saving rites that not ill omened may occur be wrought the offering i announce today each lord of earth may claim to pay provided that his care can god the holy right by flaws unmarred for wandering fiends whose watchful spite waits eagerly to spoil each right hunting with keenest eye detect the slightest slip the least neglect and when the sacred work is crossed the workman is that moment lost let preparation due be made your powers the change can meet that so the noble right be paid in every point complete and all the brahmans answered e his mandate honoring and gladly promised to obey the order of the king they cried with voices raised aloud success attend thine aim then bade farewell and lowly bowed and hasten whence they came king dasaratha went within his well loved wife to see and said you lustral rites begin for these shall prosper me a glorious offering i prepare that precious fruit of sons may bear their lily faces bright and fast those pleasant words to hear as lilies when the winters past in lovelier hues appear end of canto 11 end of cantos 8 to 11
This recording is from Raju from Burleson, Texas, United States. Rabina45 at hotmail.com.